Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the NUFC Blogcast. We've got loads to talk about once again. We're going to preview the Man City game. We're going to give a quick Lewis Hall update. We're going to talk about Howe's comments pre-match. We're going to talk about Guardiola's comments pre-match. We're going to talk about team news, our predicted 11s. There's loads to talk about once again on the NUFC Blogcast. Ollie, hello. Are you excited for the game tomorrow? Yeah, really excited. Obviously, it's uh, it's a step up from the Villa game, but I think the good thing now is we go into these games actually quite excited to see how we'll get on, not actually fearing the worst. I mean, obviously, we we were the most impressive Premier League team over the first weekend of the new season, and obviously, this is a this is the toughest game in Europe, isn't it? Away at the Etihad, the Champions League, Premier League in the winners. world, it doesn't in get the much... world, Ollie. well, in the world, exactly, exactly. So it's funny that yeah, expression, just... isn't it? When we say, when we say, like, oh, he's the best in Europe, or it's the hardest game in Europe. I'm like, where are all these other clubs outside of Europe that are yeah. better than Man City? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah no, true. it's the hardest true. game in the world tomorrow night. Yeah, exciting. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how we get on. And to be honest with you, I hope we just go there with uh, no fear. And I'm sure Eddie Howe's going to sort of instill that in the players as well, because the way we played last weekend against a good Villa team, if uh, if City aren't at their best and we're, we're flying out the traps, then you never know what we're going to do. Yeah, it's absolutely... I mean, is it nothing to lose almost? Can, can um... we go there with that attitude or <laughs> have things changed now? I think, I think if you were saying nothing to lose, it's probably doing us a slight disservice because obviously we're serious now about trying to push these teams at the top. I know there's been all this talk about Newcastle could win the title and Stuart Pierce has said on Talksport we can win oh, it and we're going to win it. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not thinking in that way, but at the same time, we don't want to turn up there and be naive and think, "Oh, well we gave him a good game but we still got beaten." We want to turn up there and get a result, but at the same time, because we've kicked off the season with a 5-1 win over Villa, um and we know obviously we've got a tough start, it gives us a bit of um what what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? We've almost given ourselves some breathing room, having made such a good start, so that if tomorrow's game doesn't go to plan, we've obviously already made a positive start. But like I yeah. say, having started the season so well, let's keep it going. You never know what we can do. 
Yeah, when you think about previous seasons, it's gone games and games before we even get a win. So just start the season with a win is, is absolutely massive, isn't it? And before yeah. we get more into that game, obviously we're going to talk about that game lots and we're going to do predicted 11s and all sorts, but quick update on Lewis Hall. It sounds like it's a done deal, doesn't it? Yeah, so yesterday, Thursday this was, um, there was all the talk of the deal getting closer and Chelsea accepting Newcastle's offer, but it came out this morning following Eddie Howe's press conference that uh, we've agreed a loan with an obligation to buy deal with Chelsea. It's so it's a loan for the season where with obviously an obligation we're guaranteed to pay a fee from next summer. So it basically delays the payment in, for a further 12 months, which works does perfectly that, for FFP. Does that mean, so, for FFP, Ollie, does that mean maybe we're going to still sign one more permanent player? Well, I wondered that. But at the same time, Eddie Howe was saying last week that we had to be creative with the final signing of the window. And this is, to me, a perfect example of being creative, obviously alone with an obligation next year. So... I don't know. I think it might leave things open if we're able to move on high earners like Fraser, Hendrick, Hayden. But Eddie Howe spoke this morning as if this is going to be the last one. But anyway, it's it's a loan to buy, which means we pay next summer and the deal is going to be £28 million, which, as I say, we'll pay in a year's time, plus a further £7 million in performance-related add-ons. And I know Sky Sports, like cameras, were outside the training ground um, and there was a picture of Lewis Hall, well, a video of him arriving with his agent, with his two parents. I know his dad. Well, I, I don't know his dad, but his dad is a Newcastle <laughs> You know his fan. dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to say I know his dad's a Newcastle fan, but yeah, I don't I don't know Colin, but uh, he's a Newcastle fan apparently. So, <laughs> well, there we go. So, I mean, you know, added added bit of uh bit of interest there. I mean, I, I was I looked today. I don't know whether it was you who tweeted. I saw someone tweet the amount of English players we've got now. It's a mm. massive list. It's like 15 Yeah. English players is more than we've yeah. sort of ever had, which is the opposite of what so you would have expected when we got these foreign owners. You know, we thought maybe, you know, going to be going abroad and getting these foreign players. But no, we actually just got a bunch of English players. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, the, the, open, the sort of links when the Saudi owners first came in was like, oh, we're going to get Coutinho. We're going to go for all these sort of big name, but slightly washed up European players for big money. But the reality is being we've brought in Eddie Howe. We've, yes, we've got a couple from abroad, like Bruno, Isaac, Botman, but... There's so many exciting young English talents. I mean, this is maybe getting ahead of myself, but there's no reason to believe that in five, ten years' time, Tino Livramento and Lewis Hall could be England's left and right back. So that's how exciting it is. Um, <laughs> they've obviously got massive, massive potential, haven't they? Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, um, it's, it's, it's getting exciting, isn't it? I mean, these mm. young talents like you say in 10 years time could still be around anyway oh shudders but yeah if the, if he's doing you know walking around the ground with his parents and stuff usually that's a pretty good sign right i think it's probably done yeah yeah the, the deals agreed like i say loan to buy 28 million next summer with a, a future 7 million in add-ons and he'll have his medical over the weekend and i would think he'll be well i'm not saying he'll be in the squad for next weekend's game against liverpool but i would think he's he'll probably train next week and then be available so yeah i'm it's really exciting that i was quite surprised chelsea sold him in the end and um, I think what's happened is because of their FFP situation and they've obviously spent 165 million on Casado and Lavia, I think that's made them have to sort of balance the books and look for a player they can sell. And I think with Lewis Hall being behind Chilwell in the pecking order, they've also got Marco Career and, and Matson, who's come back from Burnley. They've got loads of options there, but I think they've reluctantly kind of U-turned on their stance because Newcastle were initially told he's not for sale. And then as a loan deal, they wouldn't uh, help out a rival. But obviously the fact it's a loan with an obligation to buy means it's pretty much a permanent deal. It's just we'll pay the fee next summer, which works perfectly for us. So, so Will he start win. over Burn? I, I, to be honest with you, I'd be absolutely shocked given his age and the fact 
Eddie Howe always sort of uh, eases in new signings. I'd be shocked if he started over Burn even next weekend because it's Liverpool, isn't it? He'd be up against yeah. Mo Salah. But but sort and of this could've... season, do you think? Or do we just? Oh, not sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I I definitely think this season there'll be moments where he comes into the team. I think if we're playing, let's just say we're playing a team like Sheffield United, it's in James's Park, and we probably know that we're going to dominate the ball. Uh, have them on the back foot and they'll probably come with a low block. I think players of his ability on the ball who were able to go past sort of Gordon or Barnes on the overlap and get crosses into the box and be a little bit better in possession. I think he could come into his own in those sort of games. But I think it'll, it's a bit like the right-hand side where if Trippier isn't fit, there's there's another option. I mean, I think it's slightly different to that side because I think Burn, um, we all know Burn can sometimes be the weak link and limit us in possession, but with Hall, I think there'll be a balance of he'll play when it when the game sort of uh, suit having a more attacking left back, and then I think Burn would come in in games where we need to be a bit more cautious. Brilliant. Well, that, that's exciting. Let's move on from that. But yeah, fantastic. He's he's in. He's probably he's obviously not going to play tomorrow night. But uh, let's move to tomorrow night because, as we said, biggest game or the hardest game in world football, Man City away. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> what do you think? What are we thinking? Do you, know, do you know what? I was thinking earlier, because you, you see some people saying, oh, you know, City are going to batter them on Twitter or whatever. Then you see some people say, oh, Newcastle could get a result. I was thinking, of all the clubs in the Premier League at the moment, to go away against City and have a chance of getting a result or, like, stopping Haaland scoring, mm. we'd be one of the top clubs. Who else is going to yeah, be? I'm... Arsenal, maybe? Or, I don't know. It's us, I mean, one thing, <laughs> one thing I've noticed, when when you see teams, I mean, obviously Man City have been dominant at home, especially over the years. And one thing I've noticed is when teams go to Man City and put men behind the ball and try and get a nil-nil or, or nick a win, it never works because they've got too much quality to break you down. But when teams go there, really take the game to them, try and press them, try and unsettle them, then that's it's a risk-reward strategy, but that sometimes works. And I think that's what Newcastle are going to go and try and do. It'll be, um, obviously... There's, uh, there's a few more updates on some of the injury blows they've got coming out. But one that I think everyone already knows about is Kevin De Bruyne. And he's so yeah. good in transition. Where if you lose the ball in a bad position, if they break your press, he's the best player in the world, I'd say, on the counter-attack to find that pass instantly to someone like Haaland. So with with him being ruled out, along with a few others, um, and then playing on Wednesday night, they were it was a one-all draw against Sevilla on Wednesday night in Athens, and apparently it was absolutely boiling there. There were some players who looked absolutely knackered, to be honest. It was, I think it was really hot out there. And it was a Wednesday night game where they didn't come back to England until Thursday afternoon. Um, I'm sure they can cope with it because they've got a big squad. They're experienced. They, they're used to playing th- sort of three games in a week. But if you mix the injury issues with our form, uh, De Bruyne are out, then playing on Wednesday night. And, and that Wednesday night game, uh, went to penalties. There was no extra time, but it was a tough game. Sevilla made it made it awkward for them. So, um, so yeah, like I say, it's going to be a really tough game. But I just think we'll go there with a positive style of play. We'll, I don't think we'll fear them. And I think it's just about getting that balance right. It's that risk reward, isn't it, between pressing, getting in their faces, and trying to take the game to them. But obviously, the risk of that is that if they break your press and get beyond your midfield, that you're in trouble. But uh, but like I say, I'd far rather go there and give give them a game and, and attack them than put eleven men behind the ball and, and hope for a nil nil. Yeah, and I saw a stat that was that Kevin De Bruyne assisted nearly a quarter of Haaland's goals last season. So suddenly that's gone for four months. Oh, that's and, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's just probably the best time we could be going there. And uh, I really fancy fancy us to get something. I think it's going to be. I, I yeah. will probably do predictions later. But I, I I think we might get. You know, I'd be. I, I'm a draw. I think we're going to get a draw. One yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, I just think. talking about. Um, obviously, it's sometimes good doing this podcast on a Friday because we can we can share like Eddie Howe's quotes and what Guardiola said as well. And 
one thing that I love that Eddie Howe said ahead of the game, um, he said, we have to be ourselves. We can't change. Uh, we want to become a top team consistently in the Premier League. And to do that, we have to have a clear identity and try to implement that on other teams. And I love that because there's often a theme where if teams have a certain style of play, they then, I don't want to say bottle it, but go very inner and within themselves against the top teams because they just feel like they can't go toe-to-toe with them. Whereas I think Howe's going into this game saying, let's stick to our strengths, let's do what we do best, and let's let's see if we can sort of outplay them rather than obviously change tactics and become a bit negative. So as I say, there's a risk, there's a risk reward to that, that if it backfires, you give them give them a bit more chances because you commit more men forward. But I'm excited to see that he's, you know, being brave with that philosophy. Um and obviously he knows the players are he said there's so many positive emotions from last season and obviously the first game of the season where we were so good against Villa, who uh, like I say, fans were hopeful would beat them, but I don't think many expected a five one and sort of a performance where it could have been six or seven in the end. So so yeah, I think we're coming into this full of confidence and it's just really good to see see what Howe said. Um, and I think as well, I, I know I was going to mention like a, an injury update as well. And there's positives there in that there's no, uh, there's no sort of new injury issues. Um, Fabian Charles fine. I know he, there was some concern going into the Villa game that he might have a hamstring problem, but he's fine. The only thing he did say is there'll be no one returning from injury who wasn't available against Villa. So that means Joe Willock's still out, Emil Kraft's still out and, uh, and Javier Manquillo still out. But to be honest with you, the team's, pretty settled after that 5-1 win against Villa so uh, so there's no real concerns there yeah well it's flipping exciting so they're, they're, those are Eddie Howe's comments and obviously mm. they're they're exciting about you know us imposing our play on them that that's great um what did Guardiola have to say he's been praising us again hasn't he he started doing this yeah he has so he was obviously asked about Newcastle and he's he probably just wants to get he probably wants to get the Newcastle job after City he's gone they've got more money than us uh, I'll start praising them so that when I leave City, I'll go there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's already lining it up. But uh, yeah, he's he's saying that they're a Champions League team now. And obviously, he could mean that quite literally, that we are just in the Champions League now. But he, he didn't just say that. He's kind of been saying we're an extraordinary team. He said any, Eddie Howe's built a fantastic, fantastic team for many reasons in build-up, in transitions and in ball possession. They control everything and will be a massive test for us. But we are there for that. So... So yeah, he's, yeah, I think he's really impressed by the team Eddie Howe's built and the sort of way we play, but also he's praised the owners and he, he's, he's kind of being quoted saying that he thinks we'll be there as in in the top four in the Champions League for a very, very long time. So so yeah, I think he's um, I think he's impressed by obviously Eddie Howe, impressed by the owners and what they've built there and also the players and kind of the team we've built. So he's been he's been really complimentary ahead of the game. Um, but uh, but yeah, and, and I think another thing, that's worth mentioning from Guardiola is just the injury update. So I think it's common knowledge now that De Bruyne is going to be out for three or four months. And he obviously has been ruled out ever since he pulled up in that Burnley game last week, but they've had a few other injuries. So John Stones, they did a training session in Greece the morning after the Super Cup final. Um, and he pulled up in that session and has a hamstring injury. And he, I know they've got so many good defenders. They've just signed Guardiola for like 80 million. But I think John Stones sort of developed into a new role at Man City where he'd play on that right side of a back three and he'd drift into midfield and he was quite a big player for for Guardiola and his go-to defender I would say so he's been ruled out of the game Bernardo Silva wasn't well enough for the Super Cup and I think he's also been ruled out and Ruben Diaz uh, the centre-back is also a doubt so there's a guarantee there I think that De Bruyne, Stones and Silva are out and obviously Diaz as well could be missing so I know obviously with Man City that means they can bring in someone like Phil Foden. They can bring in their new 80 million centre-back in Guardiola. Yeah, I was going to say, they're, you know they're not I mean? exactly not... 
Not exactly no. struggling, really, but but still, this is exactly what we what we want to be hearing, isn't it? Hopefully, yeah, this exactly. is our chance. And I think, you know? I think this is the thing with Man City. They always had that luxury of if they play midweek, well, they'll just rotate, and their bit, sort of backup options are still eighty million players. Whereas now, there's a chance that most of the players start on Wednesday night are going to have to go again on Saturday night. And I know Guardiola said after the game against Sevilla that he wasn't really happy that the Premier League had picked for them to play Saturday night when. Obviously, they played midweek because he was he was kind of asking why couldn't they put us on on Sunday? Why couldn't we play Monday? So he's obviously a bit frustrated, and I think he's commented today as well about the lack of training sessions they've had since they got back. Because, like I say, they played Wednesday night, they were training in Greece on Thursday, and then since they've come back, I don't think they've trained yet. So again, it's Man City; they've just won the Champions League, the Premier League, but it's another it's another advantage to us given the injury situations, the fact they've just played on Wednesday night. Um, and the fact we're flying after the five-one win, so um, I mean, it is. This worth is the price of success. It's the price of success. Yeah, they did win on penalties, didn't they? But like, if you're going to be doing that well in all these competitions, it's just you've got, just stop complaining. Right? Just like get on yeah. with it. These managers, they always do this. Klopp, Klopp's awful for it. Uh, Klopp no, and Pep are as bad as each other, but it's just there annoying. is a theme, isn't there? There was there was Eric Ten Hag complaining ahead of the, 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 the Carabao Cup final about how we slow the game down. There's Klopp constantly moaning about we can't compete in the transfer market. Oh, Klopp's the worst, um, yeah. Oh, I hate Jurgen Klopp. I, yeah. I used to almost quite enjoy his passion and I thought it was that, but actually the more I've seen of him over the years, I've he I've realised he's a really bad loser. Yeah, really yeah, bad loser. He's, he's horrible awful. to people who interview him. Like genuinely oh, yeah. horrible, like just obnoxious and like deliberately awkward. Yeah, yeah, I don't like him. This is why I like Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe, it's like why I quite liked Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I know Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was nowhere near as successful as these guys. But he, whether mm. they'd won or lost, he came out and he was polite and he was nice and he answered the questions and he didn't complain yeah. much. Yeah, you know, yeah. Eddie Howe's the same. We win or lose, comes out. You know, I much prefer that than this swashbuckling, crazy German guy with glasses coming off and he's either, if they win, he's the nicest guy ever and if they lose, he's awful. Anyway, we're not talking about that. Sorry, I'm getting carried away. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> um. Where was I at about uh, Guardiola's phrase? But yeah, it's um, it's nice to hear Guardiola saying nice things, but then at the same time, we don't want him to just butter us up that much and then make us think, oh, that's, that's nice of Guardiola. Like we obviously, they're going to turn up on uh, tomorrow night and I don't think they're going to be complacent. I mean, that's one thing Eddie Howe said as well. Um, he knows they've just played in the, the Super Cup, but he's not expecting them to turn up and be complacent. He said, this is a team that will not be complacent. They'll be ready for us. So we ha- expect a really tough game. So... I mean that goes without yeah. saying. Man City, yeah, we've, we've spoken enough about how good they yeah, are. Yeah, so. I, th- I think I think that um, it is still the case that if Man City turn up and they're at their best, they win. <laughs> that's just a fact. Yeah, you know, we, I think we, that's fair. them at their best. We can't we can't compete with the best team in the world yet. Uh, we can compete with them, but I think we'll lose with them at home particularly. But on our day, if they're a little bit off, we can we can win this. We can win it. I think that's the thing. I mean. Some of our massive performances, I mean, they've come at St. James's Park. I mean, the Villa one that's just gone, the way we beat Spurs 6-1, even the, the, the Man United game a couple of months after the final where it was 2-0, but it, that was a 4-0 game in my opinion. We absolutely played them off the park. So mm. since Eddie Howe's come in, and especially since the turn of the year, we've had a few performances where there's not many teams in world football could live with us, but it's about trying to take that in games when we're away from home and we haven't got that buzz of St. James's Park. And um, But obviously... If you combine the fitness of the players, the quality we've brought in, and the tactical nows of Eddie Howe, we've got a real mix there to be able to pull off these big wins this season. So, so yeah, I'm really excited for it. Um, oh, it's going to be great! It's, and it's and evening games to watch on TV. It's just quite cool. It's, it's going to be great. Yeah, it's exactly. Be really cool. It's. Uh, I'm sure people know this, but it's uh, it's an eight o'clock kickoff Saturday night. 
and it's on TNT Sports, which is the the new BT Sports. So uh, yeah, eight o'clock kickoff, which is a bit new for Saturday night, isn't it? It's yeah, it's that's... weird. There's a Friday game tonight, but it's not on TV. Yeah, and then but then they've put a five thirty game on tomorrow, Man United Spurs, followed by Man- Newcastle Man City. So it's flipping quality mm. evening, and then we can all go to bed and wake up and watch England's women win the World Cup. So Ooh, what yeah. a weekend of football! What a weekend! Uh, let's Talking take a break there, Ollie. Oh yeah, go on then. Come on. I was just going to say. I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but England, not England, sorry, Newcastle United women were due to start their first game of the new season. Obviously, they got promoted and they're due to play Halifax on Sunday. But the game's now being postponed because Halifax, their team, don't want to be playing while the Women's World Cup finals are. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Why don't they want to be playing? Because they want to watch it. Because they want to watch. They want to watch the World Cup final, yeah. Well, I suppose... I can kind of see both sides. I can kind of see both sides. Yeah, I mean, you get on with your job, for goodness sake. But also, it would never be the case in men's football that, (laughs) you know, Newcastle were playing on the same day as the World Cup final. Like, that just doesn't happen, does it? Mm. So, scheduling issue, I guess. What do you think? I mean, I think I'm looking at it thinking, I know Newcastle United women have have gone pro now, and they must be looking at the game thinking, you're not making the women's football look good here by cancelling the game because you want to watch another football match because obviously mm. when it's professional football I'm sure Newcastle United women would be thinking oh it's typical that that clashes but at the same time they've got a job to be doing that's the schedule mm. fans will have bought tickets people will have made plans but uh, but yeah that just made me think there when you mentioned the, the World Cup final yeah probably a scheduling issue uh, let's take a break there and we'll come back and we'll talk about our predicted 11 our predictions for the game I've already kind of teased mine and then thoughts for the game and then even episode 2 of the Amazon series we'll be back in a second hello it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com that's ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus step into the world of power loyalty and luck I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you wanna get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at ChumbaCasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. Uh, Ollie. predicted 11. Now, last week for the Villa game, uh, you nailed it almost apart from right side of center mid so we were different mm. in our predictions on three accounts i said wilson would start i said barnes would start and i said anderson would start you said uh, which were all wrong <laughs> you said isak would start and he did you said uh gordon would start and he did and then it was the right side of center mid you said longstaff would start but yeah. anyhow right. 
broke with his tradition of letting players kind of bed in for a few games and he started Tonali and thank goodness he did. What a performance. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, Eddie Howe um, absolutely nailed it with that, didn't he? I mean, yeah, I think with a predicted lineup, I mean, obviously, tactically, we might have to alter things now we're playing Man City, but I don't think you can change a team that's just battered Aston Villa 5-1. I mean, I think it'll be the same th- team, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think in weeks to come on the podcast, we'll we'll have plenty of really good debates about predicted lineups because let's just say in a few weeks we lose a game, certain players don't play well, and then there's more selection dilemmas. Is it Isaac? Is it Wilson? Is it Barnes? Is it Gordon? Does he play Tenali? Does he play Anderson? Even when Willock's back, is it Willock on the left side of a centre midfield? Is it with so How many... does Longstaff fit in? Yeah, exactly. There's yeah, loads, there'll be there? there'll be sort of um, Lewis Hall or Dan Byrne. There'd be so many sort of uh, positive selection. Livermento. I think. For... Yeah, oh, gosh, yeah, we've got a squad, yeah. Ollie. We've got a squad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the only the only position there we didn't mention, and I think this probably highlights the only concern of the transfer window is at centre back. It sounds like Hall's going to be the last signing, and therefore. Byrne will be back up to Botman on the left side at centre-back and Lascelles will be back up to Shaw. But we've said all all summer with with the sort of Lascelles option, he's so different to Shaw and I just don't see him coming in very well. Well, sorry, not coming in very well. I don't see him being a like-for-like replacement that can offer the same sort of style. So I think that mm. could hamper us. But then FFP is still an issue for us, isn't it? So, um, yeah. But yeah, there's so many, there's so many positive uh, dilemmas for Eddie Howe. And I just think this week... I just, I think with, as well, I think with Anthony Gordon being such a hard worker and he obviously not only set up Tonali's goal last weekend, but also got back to help stop uh, Musa Diaby's counter. He protected Dan Byrne really well. He was good on the ball. He he won fouls. He won duels. I think Gordon fits in perfectly against a a Man City team where you're going to have to work hard, but also sort of really burst on the counter attack and Mm. and be I just don't see how you could, how you could drop anyone. Like, I mean, what could you do? could bring Wilson in, but how could you drop Isak at the moment? You could bring Barnes in, but how could you drop Gordon? You could bring in Longstaff, Willock, Anderson, but how could you drop any of the three in midfield? So it's just uh, the only change I could possibly see happening, even though you just you know talked about Gordon and obviously he's brilliant, is bringing Barnes in. But I just don't see how you could after no. after Gordon's performance. So and like I yeah, say, I think, I think, it'll I be think Gordon's starting... I think probably Gordon starting because he's up to speed physically. And that was the reason I fancied him for last weekend's game. And I think against Man City, where you're going to have to be getting back and helping burn, but also, like I say, springing on the counter-attack and supporting the attackers up the top end of the pitch. I think Gordon's proved against Villa that he's fit and he's ready to do that job from a physical Mm. perspective. So I think, obviously, Barnes got a goal and an assist, but I think he can be a weapon late in the game against Man City again. So, um so yeah, I can't see any changes really. So it's probably a bit of a boring one this week for predicted lineup, but uh, I think they've all earned the well, right to play again. Yeah, you, well, you go unchanged. I'll just for interest go unchanged apart from Barnes instead of Gordon. Tactical switch for some reason that I don't understand. Uh, that's my prediction, just to be different. Uh, <laughs> what do you think the score is going to be, Ollie? Uh, not what do you want the score to be. What do you think the score is going to be? I think one-one. Do you know what? I'm like I say, I'm I'm genuinely like hopeful going into this i know it's always hard even if you're the most optimistic fan not to fear what man city can do to you especially when they've got harland and so many others but i just think combining all the factors them playing midweek them having injury issues we're absolutely flying i actually think it's going to be a two-all draw i really fancy us to get something nice um, i mean last uh wasn't was it maybe earlier in the year yeah it was the first game after the cup final defeat we played man city and at the time we were on a bit of a downward spiral and we hadn't been scoring goals and I remember that game well, that they beat us 2-0. One of them was a mazy run from Foden. The other one was a, a goal out of nowhere from Bernardo Silva. But 
we had some massive chances in that game. I think Sean Longstaff had a couple in the box that he snatched out or got blocked. Joe Linton had a sitter that he missed, he put wide. And I remember us creating chances against them and, and, and just really causing havoc. So we're in a better place this time around. Man City have, like I say, lost to Bruyne. They have injury issues of their own. They've just played a few nights ago. So I think the key for me is uh, making sure we can sort of maintain that press and not let them go beyond it. Because obviously then you're in trouble if they're running straight at your defence. But the big thing is just taking those chances. Because I think they will give you chances. Um so yeah, it's it's coping with with Haaland and and taking your chances at the other end, really. Here's where we're going to find out what you really think, Ollie. Uh, you play FPL. Have you got Haaland? I do. Have you captained him? Oh, I actually have. But can I tell you why? <laughs> there you go. There you go. We've we've got you. I've got oh, I'm you. I'm a fraud. Yeah, I can't lie. I looked at my team and I thought, a, I don't want a captain Haaland, and b, I'm not convinced they'll score many goals. But firstly, there's no other good options in my team. And if Man City score, he scores. So even if they get two and it's a two-all draw, he might score both and sure. be the best scorer of the week. But we could still get a point. But yeah, you've 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 uh, you've caught me out there. I have captain. I've uh, I've captain Salah, so I'm loyal to the, to our club's cause. But anyway, I, I can't um, lie. If I own Salah, I definitely captain him. But yeah, yeah, true against options, Bournemouth. So. They beat them nine 0 in the fixture last year. Um, oh, wow. Right. Okay. Enough of FPL. Enough of even the Man City game. Um, very exciting for tomorrow, obviously. But let's just finish with. Thoughts on episode two of the Amazon series? I actually haven't seen it yet, so uh, but spoilers away, go for it, because I obviously know what happened last season. So was it good? Was it better than the first episode? Some people saying it's better. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Again, you got a bit of an... In- well, you didn't get a massive insight, I don't think, in the first episode. It was... it was. Um, I don't want to call it like vanilla or anything, but it didn't... You didn't see too much beyond what we might already know in the first episode, but it was interesting to see them having like board meetings at Anna Castle in this episode where they were talking about the need to increase commercial revenue. It popped up on the screen there, like they had a presentation where Darren Eels was overseeing it. And they popped up on the screen there that we're earning about 120 million in the 2021-2022 season. And that was absolutely dwarfed by Man City, who earned about 620 million. So you, you see what we're up against there from a commercial point of view. And yeah, wow. they, they talk about meetings they've got. They, they approached over a thousand different companies to try and get sponsorship deals. And they had meetings with 65 of them. And, Obviously, then they you don't name sorry they don't name the other uh, companies they had talks with, but obviously it gives you a little insight into the process there and the importance of the commercial deals. And then on the pitch, it obviously looks ahead to the cup final, which I can't lie, I felt quite emotional watching because I was I was sort of there remembering that day for me where I went with my dad and my brother, and like to me, I was just firstly I just couldn't believe I was going to Wembley to watch Newcastle in the final because. During those like dark Mike Ashley days, I remember thinking, oh, it would be amazing in my lifetime if we just got to a final and I just got to experience that buzz. And obviously now we're thinking beyond that. We're thinking, right, we can win things like let's we can get in the top four. We can push these teams. But I always used to think, oh, I just want to have that one game where I go and like you have that belief in that. But those butterflies that you could actually win something. And it was obviously a a day of total mixed emotions in the end because it was the buzz pregame and the like the pure excitement of seeing the players come out and all the flags and all of those things. But obviously, ultimately, when we lost it, it's that bittersweet thing, isn't it? That you're so close to something that you couldn't have imagined, but then ultimately you lose it. So, but yeah, the, the episode itself, there was a, they show like a, a speech Dan Byrne gives in the dressing room before the cup final game. And obviously when you, when you then know you go on to lose the game, it's, it's, it's a bit sad to watch, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a really good episode. Like I say, looking at the commercial revenues and 
the deal we're looking there for the front of shirt sponsorship, which ends up being seller, obviously. And uh, yeah, it gives you an insight into the cup final. And from then onwards, it, I push towards the top four. So, so yeah, definitely worth a watch. Amazing. I'm going to watch that straight after this, actually. Nice. Ollie, absolute pleasure to talk to you. Everyone out there, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing and liking. Please do five star us. Uh, you can email us at nufcblogcast at gmail.com with any questions. Thank you once again. Big game tomorrow. Imagine if we win, Ollie. If we beat City away, the hardest game, game in world football, <laughs> Newcastle fans are going to be going bizarre, but bananas on Twitter. And, <laughs> and it's just going to be, we're going to be screaming. We're going to win the league. It's going to get out of control. And I'm all, I'm here for it. So let's yeah, go. Yeah, bring, it on. bring, bring it, on. it on. Bring it on. Right, see you, Ollie. <laughs> right, see you later, Ed. Thanks for Bye listening, away. everyone. Thank you. How are you the lads? Podcast Network.